of Trans Confessions, A Very Queer Journey. I am your host, Jinx the Wonder Girl. It is so great to see you. My co-host will not be with us today, but she might be here for our episode on Friday, where we are hopefully going to have another guest that we could interview like we did last Friday. As I said last Friday, our last episode, I want to make this year the year of trans visibility. So we will be interviewing, hopefully once a week, every Friday episode, a transgender person to discuss their story, their life, and how they impact society and what ways they do. So, as stated, I am your host, Jinx. We stream live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and sometimes TikTok too. And we do so at 11.30 Central Standard Time. At least we try to be on time. Um, I'm actually on time today. I'm looking at the clock like, holy cow, it's 11.30. We launched almost perfect. So very, very happy about that. I'd like to encourage all of my viewers and all my listeners, please check out my website, cyberjinx.me. I've got pride merchandise. I've got support structures. I've got cooking tips, recipes funny videos, all kinds of stuff on there, as well as a link to our Discord server where you can join and discuss with other like-minded people things like gaming, cyberculture, anything involving the Alphabet Mafia, and maybe even a little bit of spicy content. But I digress. So, today's show is celebrating my 20th episode, broadcasting live and entertaining my viewers with all kinds of cultural news and fun topics. Today won't be any different. So I've got a couple of things we're definitely going to try and cover today. There's been a, a rash of cyber breaches occurring amongst people's cryptocurrency. And we definitely want to discuss that. There's also been a couple of things that have been going on with some of the laws revolving transgender women in sports, how we are allowed to travel, transgender people in general. And we're going to touch base on those too. Then we're going to get to, well, a few fun things. So the lighter side of Jinx, if you will, a little bit of comedy. I have a new segment where I'm calling Animals or Dicks. Um, and then we'll go into probably some viewer questions and a little bit of Q&A. So, beginning, let's start with things on a little bit more of a serious note. <clears throat> so I wanted to start off with some very disturbing trends that I'm seeing across the United States and even across the globe as it pertains to transgender people as a whole. Those things basically revolving around a lot of elected officials making some very incendiary statements and comments regarding whether or not we get to continue to exist. So I wanted to pop up a video real quick and allow all of you to watch as well. We've got to stop allowing this shit. Mississippi Republican says that trans rights supporters should be executed by firing squad. According to him, it's a cheaper and efficient way to, I'm not going to read the rest of this shit. Now, Robbie Boy here is a politician and a failed candidate for Mississippi's governorship. But when anybody who is running for office, holding an office, or has held an office, uses their power to make statements such as these, it is essentially a death threat for the constituents that they hope to govern. And I, for one, am tired of this being a one-way relationship. Now, without alluding to or promoting anything, it is my personal position that people who attempt to instill fear in their communities in this manner should experience fear themselves. People like Robbie, who looks like this and lives in Mississippi, should not get to go out in the same public that they recommend executing and feel comfortable. 
Just be aware of who he is and react accordingly. Now, because of this quote, I am planning a trip through Mississippi and Robert, I look forward to you trying. So, I understand where he was coming from in the video. Now, I don't condone violence against anybody. I'm not a very violent person. I did enough of that for the United States Army. Now, he still brings up a very good point. This is an elected official who did fail to run for governor and be elected as governor in the state of Mississippi, but still holds a Senate seat in that state. This person, and there are news articles to back up, lots of sources you can go find for yourself, as was shown in the video, made a public statement that anyone who grooms, and his term for grooming is basically any parent who supports their transgender child, should be executed by firing squad. That's awful. And said that that would be a much cheaper and more entertaining method of dealing with transgendered groomers than just flying them over the gulf and pushing them out of a helicopter. Really? Really? Well, Senator, I would invite you to please come to Texas. I'll even give you my address. And you and I can try. I'd like to see you try. Now, the person who made the video, obviously very distressed and angry about this senator's statements, also made the comment without actually promoting anything that we as a people, not just transgender people, all of us need to start pushing back against our elected officials that feel so emboldened that they can make these kinds of statements. This is not an appropriate thing, folks. Nothing about what this senator has said is appropriate. Nothing. It's disgusting. It's awful. It should be admonished. And we need to stand up and fight back against those that make these incendiary, terrible statements. It is not okay. It is never okay to make statements like this. I don't know why. I don't know why this is a continuing issue in the United States with folks that basically would just like to see people like me completely disappear. Well, I'm afraid to tell all those people I'm not going anywhere. None of us are. None of us are going to go anywhere. So just get used to us being around. Now, that being said, people have definitely taken a little bit to the lighter side. There are many, many transgender or transgender ally content creators across social media that have absolutely began to cry out amongst a lot of the stupid stuff that these people are saying. So, a lot of satirical content has definitely been coming out. One of which I'm going to go ahead and play here. This is a fake satire commercial, albeit ridiculously hilarious. Um, but it makes a lot of points as far as counterculture is concerned. And we'll discuss those after you go ahead and take a look. Do you find yourself thinking impure thoughts about the opposite sex? Have you fallen victim to the straight agenda?
Heterosexuality is a pandemic. And, and we, we have, have the, the cure. cure. Join us here, Leander and Deanne, straight today, tomorrow, gay summer camp located in Cary, North Carolina. Choose from our wide assortment of straight to gay informational courses like Wrist Limping 101. How to move in with your lesbian partner in under 90 days. Mastering a Valley Girl accent. Oh my God. And softball for beginners. Don't believe us? Just ask our camp alumni. Before straight today, tomorrow gay, I spent all my time watching sports and listening to Bruce Springsteen. Now Kiki with the girls and slay the house down boots. And work, mama. I used to have long acrylic nails. But after attending the lesbian grooming seminar at Straight Today, Tomorrow Gay, I keep them as short as possible. I also carry duct tape on me at all times. Our counselors have also been freed from the confines of heteronormativity. And we're here to help you shatter your parents' dreams. But wait, there's more. Sign up today and get a free fanny pack and matching key clip. So don't wait and don't hesitate to give up on being straight. Call us now at 919-GAY TODAY! The first time I saw that, I almost fell out of my chair laughing. Because um, I know it's satire. <clears throat> I know it's satire, and I started reading some of the comments um, on the original poster and creator of that video. And you want to talk about just the absolute unadulterated hate. I'm talking like serious hate that that video got horrible comments. The video stopped being so funny and it started becoming very concerning. I had a chance to actually chat with the original creators of that satire commercial. And just as I had suspected, the reason behind the creation of the commercial was to poke fun at other states, particularly North Carolina, allowing the exact same kind of commercials to be made for Christian or Baptist or whatever based faith-based institutions for parents to send their queer children to to force them, conversion therapy, back to being normative, heteronormative people. States like North Carolina allow that shit. Kentucky, Tennessee allow that shit. West Virginia allows that shit. Alabama allows that shit. This is perfectly normal for those kinds of people to create commercials specifically targeting parents who are concerned about their queer children. So this was an attempt to basically make fun or poke fun at that. Nowhere in the United States is there a freaking camp where you can go send your straight kids to turn them gay. It doesn't exist, folks. And the type of comments and the genuine concern that I read in the comments of this video is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting that people think there really is a camp out there or that there's a gay agenda. There isn't one, folks. There isn't one. There is no gay agenda. There's no camps out there or schools, even the public school system, which even I'm not a giant fan of, going around turning kids queer. It just doesn't happen. It's never happened. I don't understand why people constantly bring it up. And like I said, the amount of absolute hate in the comment feed of that satire commercial was staggering. 
Like, y'all didn't get the joke, obviously. You took it serious. You know why these people took it serious? Because they know that there are real places where people send their children to be physically and mentally and emotionally abused for months, all in the effort of making them heteronormative. And for what? To what end? I know three people personally that I converse with at least on a weekly basis whose parents did that very thing. Sent them to camps where they had the Bible literally thrown at them every single day, beaten physically with objects, sticks, sometimes sexually assaulted, all in an effort to force them to be straight. Well, guess what, folks? Those three people I know were queerer than a $3 bill. It didn't work. You know why it didn't work? Because it never works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Either you are gay or you're not. You're straight or you're not. Hell, you might even be, I don't know, genderqueer. But like I said, the amount of absolute absurdity in the comments, knowing full well, because anyone with at least an IQ of seven would know that that is a satire or satirical piece, poking fun at, well, stupid people, really. And although I will say the vast amount of comments got the joke, were very happy, even supportive, there was a good percentage, I'd say probably 20% of the comments on that video obviously proved that those people have an IQ of less than seven. A potato has an IQ of 12 people. That means these people had an IQ less than a potato. Remember, these people vote and they breed. Hi, Willy Wonka. Thank you for joining. We're doing a show. So if I don't acknowledge your comments, folks, I apologize. I will acknowledge them towards the end of the show. For those folks who are on TikTok, that's a different platform. So uh, your comments disappear over time. If you're watching me live on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook, or Twitter, or my website, your comments stay where I can see them forever. So for those folks who are watching on those platforms, I do see you, and I will get to you, I promise. <clears throat> but I will say this, that that's not the only content that's out there. There's literally endless endless amounts of content. My content, other people's content, all satirically kind of poking fun um, at some of the absurdity, if you will, that has become anti-trans or anti-LGBTQ movements. So moving on to sports, let's talk about trans people in sports, most specifically trans women in women's sports, because that seems to be the hot topic of the day outside of, you know, Mississippi Senator calling for the execution of all trans people and their supporters in the streets by firing squad. So this next video is from a content creator that I've been following since before I came out. Um, they do a wonderful job of really pointing like, at some of the hypocrisy at what comes across from other people. So I definitely want to play this. Tracy, happy birthday. So my official shout out on my show to Tracy, one of my followers. Happy birthday. I hope you have a wonderful time. 
drink something for me, please. I'm off alcohol for the week and only drink on the now, so. I'm gonna bring this video up. I want you guys to listen. If you're on TikTok, that's all you can do. If you're watching on my other platforms, take a look at this. Again, this is not just a, it's, it's comedy. It is comedy, but it's making a point. It's making a point against some of the actual hypocrisy that we see every single day. We need to protect women's sports. Yes, we do. Wait, what? We need to fight for these women to receive equal pay as their male counterparts. No, I mean... And it's obscene. Women don't receive the same funding, races, and media coverage as men's sports. Well, uh... Not to mention the fact that women and girl athletes face so much racism, sexism, misogyny. But trans people are... No, I'm gonna stop you right there. The actual science and statistics show that trans people pose no threat to sports. But, but, but... And if you are only activated to show up for women athletes when it involves attacking and ostracizing trans folks, and specifically trans children, then you don't actually care about women's sports. You just hate trans people. she said or well they said is completely 100% valid they said what they said and it all makes perfect sense nobody nobody particularly cisgendered women were out there standing on the picket lines fighting for equal opportunity in women's sports when I don't know there was a massive pay gap it wasn't until people of color, particularly black people, started really protesting as it pertained to the WNBA. That's the first, and I went back and I looked, that's the first real activism I saw as it pertains to equality and protecting women's sports. And it revolved around the absolute systemic and disgusting racism amongst the NBA as it pertains to female black basketball players. And then he talked about, well, the pay gap, the gender pay gap. Why is the advertising and the marketing for women's sports significantly less? Now, of course, you get your typical white male misogynistic bullshit answer, and that is, well, they're not entertaining at all. Nobody wants to watch that. Okay. Marketing shows otherwise. Advertising dollars Dollar for dollar, 94 cents goes towards male-oriented sports, and the rest goes towards female-oriented sports. But nobody had a fucking thing to say about that until very, very recently. And now, all of a sudden, there are transgendered women who are competing in these sports, some as young as 15 years old. Now, all of a sudden, there's a huge cry from the white population, particularly mostly males, bitching, complaining, and absolutely outraged that it's not fair. Women's sports are being disintegrated by transgender women. No, if you never gave a shit about the racism, the abuse, the pay gaps, the gender issues, before and now all of a sudden because trans women are being very very visible in those sports now you care you don't give a damn about protecting women's sports you're just a transphobe you're a hateful spiteful bigoted misogynistic transphobe 
And if you're a cisgender woman making those exact same claims, you should be ashamed. Women for women. We need to protect our own. And transgender women, whether you like it or not, are women. Now, I don't play sports anymore. I figured 20 years of blowing shit up and breaking people's stuff for the United States Army probably superseded any activity I was ever going to do in a professional sports league. But I'll tell you what, I've seen some of the best, most level-headed, cool and collected people in a combat situation are women. I've seen nurses, nurses, unarmed nurses, medical teams, female, running into what would be the most dangerous combat situations I've ever seen when there were grown-ass men crying behind sandbag walls. So, I don't think so. I don't think so. And sure, the Geneva and Hague Conventions state that the enemy is not supposed to shoot your medics. Well, guess what? In all the 20 years in the fucking four combat missions I went on, never have I ever faced a foreign enemy that abided by the Hague or Geneva Conventions because, yeah, they shot the Red Cross buses, they shot the ambulances, they shot our medics. They did it like, you know, it was their job. So no, making the misogynistic excuse that the women were only brave because they knew the law says they couldn't get shot. No, all those women absolutely knew what was coming for them. So yeah, if your only excuse for protecting or fighting for equality and women's sports need to be saved is because transgender women are competing in them, then you don't really give a damn about women's sports. You only care because you are misogynistic bigoted transphobe i said what i said tough i've looked at the science i've looked at the research i've looked at the numbers and of all the people out there particularly on the white side of society that are protesting to protect women's sports the vast majority of them only do it because there's transgender women visibly competing in them and they never gave a damn before that so your entire argument is completely invalidated. Now, if you want to go out there and start talking about why do women athletes who perform better in most cases than their male counterparts get paid six cents on every dollar compared to men, I think that's a valid discussion worth having. I do. I think that's a very valid discussion worth having. Now, we'll shift a little bit into Florida. So, thanks to some very, very unique reading skills on the part of, well, attorneys for the ACLU as well as other legal organizations for the protection of equal human rights, they discovered that the aptly named colloquial don't say gay bill in Florida is highly ambiguous. So, several teachers, along with teachers' unions, have taken it upon themselves to ensure that all teachers are following the letter of the law. So, the next video I'm going to play for you specifically describes 
this. I hope you enjoy. I'm Amanda and I'm an elementary school teacher here in Florida. B is for bear. Can anyone tell me what bear is? No, Susie, that's incorrect. A bear is not an animal. It's actually a term for a gay man. Most of the parents have been really supportive since we started adding LGBTQIA topics into the curriculum. Please, I just want my son to learn math. No, we're teaching him how to be gay. Come on, Jimmy, put on the stress. You're a girl now. All right, kids, today for movie time, we're gonna watch one of my favorite adult films. It's called Two Hot College Roommates <laughs> Each Other <laughs> with fun in the Show of hands, before I get started, who here knows what scissoring is? We also added some fun new activities. Mondays are donuts and drag, where drag queens will come and read to the students. We also have the nurse that's giving away free hormone injections to any kid who wants it. We decided to do that instead of free lunches for the kids. And we also created a support group for children born to heterosexual parents. I just love working with the kids. I do have one that's been exhibiting some heterosexual tendencies. You might have to hold him back a grade. So I hope everyone understood the absolute satire involved in that video. Lots of teachers have come out there very publicly, basically saying that your claims that teachers and public schools are being used to indoctrinate children um, as young as kindergarten age about LGBT issues is bullshit. No, they're not. They have better things to do than teach kids about any of that whatsoever. School, especially modern schools, which are overpopulated, understaffed, and underfunded significantly, don't have time to talk to little Jimmy about his curiosities towards liking Bobby. Now, that being said, most teachers also have a kind heart. Not all, but most. Most of these teachers are not going to admonish little Jimmy or little Timmy or little Bobby because, well, they like the same sex. They're not going to bother them. Nor are they going to get on the phone and call their busybody, nosy-ass parents and be like, hey, little Timmy's gay and you should probably do something about it. Because you know what? It's not necessarily the parents that need to be told about those things. Sometimes the parents are dicks and they don't deserve to know. And parents who are also teachers definitely understand this. Every child is different when you go into a classroom. They come from different parts of the city that you live in or teach in. They may have come from different parts of the world and they come from different family environments. So I would say as a teacher, if I were teaching students as young as kindergarten and one of them did come up to me and express feelings of let's say, I don't know, gender queerness, or maybe they came in one day and they decided they wanted to wear makeup and a dress. I am not gonna throw a fit I am not going to isolate that child. I'm not going to go tell that child they must go change into their gender normative clothing. And if that child walks up to me and says, I prefer being called he, him, or she, her, or maybe I just want to be called they, them, you bet your ass I am going to honor that child's wishes. Because I'd rather that child be happy 
content and attentive in my class so they can learn things like, I don't know, science, technology, cyber, engineering, electronics, mathematics, or art. These are the things I believe are more important to walk away from. And if a child is distressed or crying or depressed or suicidal, chances are they're not going to pay attention to the things that are going to help them the rest of their life. But, well, I guess we just have a large amount of disgusting, misogynistic, bigoted asshats in our country that would rather this child, I don't know, cry all the way through school, be picked on, bullied, or beat up, because teachers are now going to have their hands tied behind their backs because now they can't support that child ever. Or can they? Thanks to the morons that sit in the Senate and House of Representatives for the state of Florida and their absolutely ridiculous, ambiguous legal speak that they put into this law, teachers have definitely started to fight back and I am in love with what they are doing. There is now a statement floating around across multiple school districts in the state of Florida emphasizing the ambiguity of the Don't Say Gay Bill that has passed. So these teachers have banded together, created a template, and have begun issuing these letters to parents, more or less stating that because of the writing and the way the law in Florida was written, thanks to their beautiful senators and congresspeople and the absolute moronic behavior in which they exuded, no teacher who is ex who's basically issuing this letter will refer to any children by any gender terms whatsoever. No longer will little Bobby be referred to as he or him, or little Sarah being referred to as she and her. Everyone will be referred to as they and them, ungendered or non-gendered pronouns. Because that's what the law says. No longer will they use things like mother and father. Because, well, that's teaching kids about heteronormative sexuality where mommy got to boink daddy and make a baby. They will not be using terms like Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. It'll be using mix, MX, mix this person or mix that person. No longer will the teachers be associated with talking about their home life where they live with their domestic partner. Um, they won't do it anymore. Whether it's a husband slash wife, it doesn't matter. So what this law actually did is they created gender fluid non-conforming language and now basically codified it into school law because if you do read the way this dumbass law and bill was passed yes teaching anything related to gender relations and that includes referring to people by she and her or he and him is against the law particularly for those people from kindergarten to third grade. So thank you, Florida Republicans and all conservatives for passing the largest, most sweeping gender non-conforming forced law in the history of the United States. You stupid pieces of shit. Have fun with that. Now watch as all of the Republicans scramble in Florida to revoke that law. Yes, that's Florida only.
I laughed so damn hard when that teacher's union came out with that statement. And I went, I went, I looked, I referred to the law, the writing, the letter of the law, and they are absolutely right. This stupid level of ambiguity in that law basically means that, yes, if you are a teacher and you refer to your kindergarten female student as she and her, you are in violation of that law. You must call them non-gender conforming terms lest you are forcing gender normativity outside of the confines of this law. Nice job. I give, I give the Florida State Congress the beautiful award that we give in the military, the coveted POB. Way to go, stupids. You make us all wonder why the, why the fuck you even exist. That being said, that's about as far as I think I'm going to go with the transgender activism. So we're going to move into something else. Again, staying on a very serious note. For the folks who are on TikTok asking questions, I am doing a live show. I will get to your questions after. Please save them for the viewer Q&A. Otherwise, I'm just going to ignore you. So... Moving on to the next topic, we're going to talk a little bit about cryptocurrency and cyberculture. Anyone here who was invested in crypto, who's read about crypto, who's thought about crypto, maybe has friends and family or cousins who own crypto or possibly own crypto themselves, also understand that there is a constant, ever-present cyber threat to your crypto. Here recently, the Trezor data breach. So Trezor is a type of wallet, and a crypto wallet. So obviously when you buy cryptocurrency, you have to store it somewhere. There are a multitude of apps that are out there that for a fee will store your crypto for you. I highly recommend them actually, because the good news is when you use a third party, assuming you're picking a reputable third party to store your cryptocurrency for you, you're essentially offshooting the risk from yourself to them should a cyber breach occur. Now, the fact is the vast majority of people, especially the old guard of crypto, which is a really odd statement to make, that there is an old guard in crypto, um, carry their own wallets. They will use apps like Trezor or various other like crypto.com where their wallets are kept locally and they're under their own protection. So there's no cloud backup. Um, there's no way to port these things from one wallet to another unless a very manual transaction occurs. However, when you're looking at these cryptocurrency wallets, they're still very, very secure, all things considered. The AES-256 encryption, there's lots of different layers of encryption that go into protecting. Now, where you might run into some issues, particularly personally controlled and owned wallets, is, well, your own access. If you forget your key, your password, or your hash, well, you're fucked. Because there's no way to get back in there. It's basically locked to you forever. Now, you could try and hire someone to hack your wallet. But chances are, if you're hiring someone to do something as nefarious as hack your wallet, they're not going to give you your money back either. They're just going to steal it. Now, that's kind of what happened with this Trezor breach. So, 
what had actually occurred for those who are not following it, or maybe they are and they just don't understand, is that Trezor itself was not hacked. The app is secure. The layer technologies are secure. What got hacked was the user mailing list. Simple phishing attack, folks. That's all this was. And because it got hacked and the users that hacked this were now able to send emails as Trezor themselves made them a lot more believable and relatively beyond reproach. <clears throat> because that happened, what you're seeing now is a large amount of issues with people who are getting these emails saying that, oh, there's been a breach at Trezor. Because that's what the email said. Trezor's been breached. There's a huge cyber breach. We need you to come in there and create new passwords and new access accounts. You have to give us your old passwords. We're going to go ahead and reset them to longer 32 you know, character long or 256 bit style passwords. And lots and lots and lots of people did. As soon as they did that, well, folks, all your money's gone. Obviously, the investigation is still ongoing. They're trying to figure out who did it, where the money went. Um, it is not as easy as it might sound to track crypto changeovers. Hell, the entire design behind cryptocurrencies was the ambiguity of where your money is and where it's going. The intent was, back when crypto or a decentralized currency was created, was to make sure that centralized powers, I don't know, like the U.S. government, could not possibly gain or track any control over crypto transactions. Now, crypto still tries very hard to stay that way, despite ever-growing government interference and intervention into how crypto is treated. Now, of course, governments want everything they can to be involved in crypto transactions. Why? Because they want to tax it. Of course they want to tax it. That's what governments do. Why would a government not want to tax their cryptocurrency? That's how they make their money. Well, sorry, they don't make their money, they steal it. Well, unfortunately, that ambiguity of ownership and transfer also makes theft amongst cryptocurrency very, very difficult to trace. It is hard to find the perpetrators or the thieves when these things happen, and even when you can find them often, there's little you can do about it. International laws come into play because crypto is global. Yeah, you might live in some small town in Indiana in the United States, but the person who stole all your crypto money might be in Romania. There's nothing you can do. And because these are not insured accounts, not that I'm saying crypto should be insured, I don't think it would do any good anyway, there's little recourse. There's little recourse for you to to get your money back. So it's very important, folks, that if you're going to have crypto, and I'm not saying that you should go buy some, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Really, it's an educated choice you must make for yourself. Do your research. Do the things that are necessary for you to find out as much as you possibly can about how crypto works and where you can use it and whatever. And crypto is more than just Bitcoin. There's so many variations that are out there. But most importantly, you absolutely, absolutely need to learn how to protect it. 
make the conscious choice. Do I want to host my own wallet and my own mining apparatus? If I do so, how am I going to defend it? How am I going to protect it? How am I going to keep unwanted hands out of what I'm doing? If you make the choice, well, no, I'm going to offload my risks to a third party. What third party are you going to choose? What kind of protections do they have in place? What guarantees do they give you? If something happens, you're going to get all of your money back. Are these third parties reporting your earnings to a government entity for taxation purposes? All pretty important things you need to consider. But that's about as much news as I have on the crypto side of things. I hope that that little piece helps. So now I want to go into my next segment. This is a new segment for me, folks. This is a segment called Animals Are Dicks. I know, it's terrible. So these are just cute animal videos being assholes that I found on TikTok or other social media platforms that I'm going to share for you in case you haven't found the same. So let's move on to our next segment. And here is our very first video. Enjoy. Hey, Timmy, check this one out. Hello, Jimmy. Whoa, bitch. My name is Jeremy. Fuck off, Timmy. Hey, so my name's Timmy, and I've been getting harassed by bad. Um, excuse me. Bad. Wow. I've been getting harassed by. Oh, what's what's going on, Jimmy? I'm gonna I'm gonna murder Jeremy. Those are hilarious. Um, hopefully you had fun with that. Let's see, I've got one more. I'm gonna queue up just because it's cute. They're funny. Now this one, of course, is also poking fun at Will Smith. So this one came out relatively recently in regards to what happened on that. I don't even like to mention it because they sue everyone for everything, so I'm not going to. But it is awfully funny, and it does poke fun a little bit at Will Smith. So if you're a Will Smith fan, and I am, um, trigger warning. So let's get that going, and enjoy. You've got a very slappable face, you know that? <laughs> keep my wife's name out of your fu- Motherfuckers in my spot. Wake up, and keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Hey, Chris, wake, wake up! My food bowl is empty, and we got a serious problem. Also, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. You know what? Fuck your soda. And keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Those are cute. So, I hope you enjoyed enjoyed that segment as much as I did. Um, those videos are available. You can see the tags on the video clip. Um, who made them? Give them a follow. Obviously, that was hilarious. They've earned it. So, <clears throat> the last segment I'm going to do, because I want to make this a short episode, mostly because my throat is sore. Um, and I actually have other stuff I want to accomplish today. <laughs> We're going to go to our last segment, and that is thanking all of my viewers for allowing me to make it to 20 episodes. This is a big milestone for me, and one I didn't think I was actually going to get to. 20 episodes is a lot. It is a lot. And it's amazing. I'm so happy and I'm so excited. So what I'm going to do for the folks that are watching on the other platforms, that's YouTube, um, Twitch, um, Facebook, Twitter, I'm going to actually post what you asked and your comments live on the screen and I will address your questions or comments um, as they came in. Now, if it's just a silly ass thing where it's a bunch of text or um, memes or whatever. I can't really show those, but I'm going to do my best, okay? Let's see here. Um, 
Well, you'll see them on the ground. For the folks on TikTok, and there ain't very many, and that's fine, I will read you a question out loud and who posted it, but they can't see that on the live show. TikTok does not incorporate into my studio very well, so you guys are just kind of floating off there in the background. <laughs> so again, as particular, um, lots and lots of weird comments, mostly emojis. Thanks. Let's see here, and yeah, a lot of emojis. So what do we got here? So caffeine asks, hi, Mo. all I wanna know is how do I buy cheap diesel in rubles? <laughs> um, not in this country, caffeine. That's probably the best answer I can give you. There is no cheap diesel, and there honestly hasn't been cheap diesel. Well, for like 15 years. But if you do happen to find yourself with a pile of rubles just sitting around, I would just set them on fire. I would set them on fire and use those as an internal combustion source to move your vehicle with steam. That's the most effective thing you can do with Russian rubles right now. Just set them on fire. They burn pretty well from my understanding and they burn with a really cool pink shoe too. And um, it should generate enough heat fast enough for you to boil water and you can use steam to move a piston back and forth like a train. I hope that helps, Caffeine. Let's see. Um, we've got here. So Yvonne Leonard stated they have some crypto and they went with the trading app. So Yvonne makes a very good point. This again is going with a third party. Third party applications when it comes to securing your cryptocurrency is a good way to avert risk because you're no longer the sole owner of the risk of having cryptocurrency. The third party provider, in this case a trading app, is now taking on a lot of that risk for you, which is good. It's good to offload risk. It's a very common thing that business owners do. It's a very common thing that the wealthy does. They avert their risk and they put their risk usually on insurance companies. So that could be through umbrella insurance, liability insurance, business owners insurance, Oh, hell, life insurance too, why not? So using a third party like this who's bigger and a lot more substantial and probably has a larger amount of staff dedicated towards protecting your cryptocurrency than, well, you do. I mean, unless you're keeping a bunch of people in the basement like to do all your work for you. And I doubt that, that's probably a bad idea. So, let's see here, we got another question or a comment from Caffeine. So, more of a statement. So, Caffeine is my drugs that drove my diesel, VWs with Volkswagen, this weekend, 600 mile trip, $4.70 per gallon. Got about 49 and a half miles per gallon stock so that's yeah you're right i did the math in my head real quick that is less than 10 cents a mile that's not bad so although diesel is expensive the engines do operate much better that's been pretty well known for a long time but i guess not common enough knowledge which is the main reason if you really think about why diesel prices are as high as they are that's why 
car manufacturers fuel people, the government itself, which does allow for the taxation or less taxation of fuel usage, knows very, very much so that you're not going to fill up as often with diesel as you would regular fuel. Now, that being said, there are things that are out there that don't necessarily match this rule. You have to have an efficient vehicle. Obviously, a diesel Volkswagen is a very efficient vehicle and engine. It's lightweight. It's generally aerodynamic, mildly. <coughs> um, the engines are smaller, and they're geared to be efficient. Now, if you're one of those boys out there who likes driving around your gigantic, sawed-off dually with your pipes coming out of your bed and blowing soot all over the place, chances are that's not very efficient. And you're not going to get the kind of mileage that Caffeine is describing with his Volkswagen. So, results may vary. Let's just call it that. Um, oh, look, more weird trolls. Advertising naked girls. Nope. <laughs> it's like, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Thanks, YouTube, for allowing someone to advertise naked women in my life. That's great. But whatever. Let's look for some other comments that are out there. Pretty much just, you know, normal stuff. So I want to say thank you to everyone who joined us today. Um, I've got several viewers, thankfully, on Twitch that are watching. Thank you so much. Um, I think it's amazing that you were able to stay and watch me for as long as you did. I hope everyone got something out of this episode. For me, it's been absolutely wonderful to have these discussions with everyone, to be able to talk with everybody, um, celebrate my 20th episode. And you know what? Here's the 20 more. Hopefully I'll get 20 more. Now, on that note, I definitely want to let my users know and my viewers that the best place to get up-to-date information about me between shows is my website. So if you have an opportunity, please check out my website. It's cyberjinx.me. For those who are listening on Spotify or my regular podcast, that's C-Y-B-E-R-J-Y-N-X dot M as in Mike, E as in Echo, cyberjinx.me. There you can read my blogs. You can catch all of my videos on demand. You can see my media company where I'm going to be uploading all of my short videos for public consumption. You can check my cyber blog. You can look at all my recipes that I'll be posting on the cooking section. There's lots and lots of stuff on there. And more importantly, you can also check out my merchandise store. So if you are in the Alphabet Mafia, if you are part of the LGBTQIA, we've got some amazing pride merchandise on the store made by actual Alphabet Mafia-owned small businesses across the world. We've got businesses in England, Scotland, France, Spain, the United States, Canada, and Mexico, all confirmed Alphabet Mafia-owned or woman-owned or both. So if you were big into supporting small businesses, check out my merchandise store. You're not just supporting me, you're supporting them too. Now, I also have exclusive stuff that's made by me and my supporters. It's also for sale. You could look at Jinx exclusives and they will definitely be right there. Easy to find, easy to see. 
I hope to see you there. Now, on a more serious note, this does not come free. Making videos, buying the equipment, hosting my own studio does cost money. If you're not interested in buying merchandise, if you're not interested in any of that, but you still want to support and make sure I can continue to do my show, I would rather you not send money through YouTube. I'd rather you not send money through the Clock app or Facebook or Twitch. I want to keep all of that free. I don't want anyone to ever have to pay or subscribe to my material. I want it to stay free. If you want to support what I'm doing, there's a support Jinx option on my website as well. For as little as 99 cents a month, and possibly sales tax depending on where you're purchasing it, you can watch me make fun of trolls and misogynistic turds. You can make sure that someone like me could put someone like them firmly in their place. So if you are so inclined and you do want to support me, please don't send gifts on those apps. That just makes those apps money. They get enough money from advertising. Support me directly through my own website. That's all I have for you folks today. I wanted to say thank you so much. You guys are always a blast. You're fun to talk to. I love having you all here, and I love answering your questions. Until next time, which will be Wednesday, 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, y'all have a wonderful day. Y'all have a wonderful week. And if I don't get to see you again, stay safe. Have a great life. Bye, everybody.